he played guitar and he was learning. I heard him talk about how he was learning to play the solo from Stairway to Heaven on guitar. And so I would take my <laughs> iPod touch and I would play Stairway to Heaven like on repeat and I would just leave it face up on the bus seat. So when he walked by, you know, I was at the front of the bus with the not cool kids. And he, I wanted him to like see it when he walked by. So he'd be like, oh my gosh, I love that song. And we'd start talking about it and it never happened. I must have listened to that song 400 times. I'm like. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Just Another Crush podcast, a podcast where we talk about our crushes. Today I'm super excited for my guest. She's one of my, I guess at this point, oldest friends just because we've known each other for nine years, which is so long to think about. I know, I know. I can see her face. It's like, and it's wild to think about. Um, She's so funny and weird and is always giving wonderful advice when it comes to how to think about challenges or thinking about how to navigate problems. She's an incredible architect based in Chicago, and I'm so excited to have her on the pod. I'm truly, truly, she's just a joy, and I can't wait for y'all for y'all to hear from her. So with that, welcome to the pod, Nicole. Hi. Wow, that was so nice. Thank you. I'm excited to have you because I feel like you're one of my most fun friends. <laughs> well, boy, let me tell you, I've got a carousel of embarrassing stories for you today. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's just dive right into it. First, okay. all right. Um, also, for everybody listening, I. Nicole also goes by Nickel amongst our friends. So if you hear me say Nickel, I am also referring to Nicole, who is who you're listening to today. But Nickel, tell the people how we know each other. Well, I met you in this much in the same way that Harriet describes meeting you at freshman orientation um in college and I also remember you as the girl who was singing the solo part in Living on a Prayer but I remember thinking more like who does this girl think she is (laughs) 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 I mean at that time in especially like you know like freshman year don't know anybody I was just trying so hard I think to blend in just like be normal, fit in, make some friends. And you were volunteering to stand out, which is so great. But at the time I was like, why is she doing that? Just, just, we don't need anyone to be the soloist. Like, it's okay. We don't need, and then there you are. I had nothing to prove. I had nothing to lose, nothing to prove. I was like, I don't care. I mean, I'm proud of you for doing that. It was great. And you were, you did it. You nailed it. You did a great job. But I was like, trying so hard to like do not stand out in any way just 
fly under the radar. I don't want to call attention to myself. So yeah, that was probably more, that's more about me than you. But. <laughs> it's so funny um, because I, I actually remember you because I, I think first became friends with Casey, like in freshman orientation. And then y'all mm-hmm. also happened to live in a quad. And so mm-hmm. then our quad became friends with your quad. And I was like, oh, this Nicole girl is super cool. And so I think it's it's interesting because I, I'd be interested to know how many people from our dorm remember me more than I, like that moment of me more than I remember like that mm-hmm. moment of them. Yeah, well, I definitely, I mean, you did, you called attention to yourself. Like everybody knew who Imani was like from the get-go. And I really think we became friends because I was friends I kind of clicked immediately with Sarah, who was your roommate. Mm-hmm. And then we, and then as you said, we started hanging out as a bigger group. And I was like, oh, this girl is actually like super fun and cool. And um, it was, it was, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> it feel, It's been nine years of being friends. It is history. Yeah. It's almost a decade. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think it's nice. There's this, like, anecdote that's, like, if you've been friends for seven years, like, you're going to be friends forever. And I hope so. I I tend to think it's true. Like, barring any kind of, like, major, like, let's put it this way. We all survived a pandemic and we're still friends. Yeah. That's not a given. We all survived a week in Cancun and we're still friends. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that was, that was unhinged in the most <laughs> of ways. Uh, so Nicole, are you ready to get into our questions about crushes? Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's start with this one. How has your upbringing shaped who you've had crushes on? So this one I've actually thought about a lot. And um, I think as an example, a good, my, a good example for this is my high school crush. And um, in general, I was very deliberate with crushes. And maybe by definition, that's not really what a crush is. But, I, you know, there were people who are like, oh, he's attractive, whatever. But I was very deliberate about when I had a crush. It was almost like I chose it instead of like, I couldn't help it. Um, So my high school, so some backstories, I moved from, uh, I moved to a new high school in Alabama when I was starting my freshman year. So I came in freshman year and I didn't know anybody. And I, I I ended up having a crush on this one guy who was uh he was not one of the popular or cool kids necessarily but it's it was very attainable for me so that was kind of the like I was like this is I know it I know my level I know your level and we this is this would work um so he was um he didn't there were so there were kind of these um theater schools who all went to the big high school the Mm -hmm. Catholic school and so the he went to the cool theater school so he was friends with all the cool people but he was not cool was not 
but he was theater school or feeder school feeder like oh i was like nickel you did not go to a performing arts <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay. No, Peter sorry. School. Got it, got it. Okay. Peter... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just was like getting very confused. No, I don't know if there's another term for it, but the, like there were like seven or, you know, four major middle schools that all fed into the same, you know, it was like yeah. the, there were many middle schools that went whatever. Okay. So he um, had gone to the kind of the cool one and was friends with the cool people. And he was like on the lacrosse team, but was, you know, he was not super, super cool. But I was like very smitten and felt like we could, you know, I was like, I'm not going to crush on the coolest, most amazing, attractive guy that everybody else liked. Like I wanted someone who nobody else liked. Like I wanted to be just mine. And like we um, could be at the same level in my opinion. And so I decided like, this would be a really great match. And, um, I, yeah, I don't know if you want me to get into all of the details of that now, but that was kind of, that was a good example of, I picked somebody who I felt like should like me back because we were kind of at the same level and it was very attainable. It was not something where, you know, I have a crush on Justin Bieber, like, me, you know, where it's just like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. It was very realistic. I felt like I'm so it's interesting because you are the second person that I've interviewed to say very intentionally, like I picked my crushes with reason versus like, I had this feeling that I liked this person. Um, and I find that like particularly interesting. Um, what I didn't say about Nicole is that she's also one of the most logical people that I know. So this track, like <laughs> it makes, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, did you, and how long did you crush on this person? Like for a, for high school? Or? So I, I guess it must've been pretty fast once I got there that I liked him. We were in a few of the same classes. He wasn't in all of the honors classes. So we didn't have all of our classes together because of course it was in, <laughs> all the other classes um well, but I would date somebody or be, have a crush on somebody that was smarter than you that just obviously listen I'm not trying to this is like not a brag it is a brag um I was the smartest kid at that school <laughs> I was I was I was I was ranked number one like they were they did rankings I was number one it's a fact brag it's about fact. it girl yeah. I just a it's just a fact okay um so the but I only ended up going there for two years because then we moved again so but I I was not I didn't end up being valedictorian because I left but you're welcome to my friend who ended up being valedictorian um for clearing the way for you <laughs> like friendly competition it was yeah and she truly was what my friend and we were through the competition I mean the competition made us both a little better I think um but um yeah she ended up valedictorian and then our other friend ended up salutatorian so I'm happy for them you're all royalty is what I I know high school royalty okay so Love. back to I was in these honors classes he was in some of them. I would come up with excuses to ask him about homework or what was the home? Did you, was that hard? Whatever. Not like 
plain dumb like just genuinely like oh what what pages were we supposed to read tonight or whatever just coming up with excuses to talk to I know and this was right this was right when I got a Facebook my parents only let me get a Facebook because I had just they just made me move away from all my friends that I'd had for the first 15 years of my life so um I would like Facebook message a little bit and then text and I I, it was very clear that he did not reciprocate right like (laughs) I I knew that like he didn't he would respond to everything I said and sometimes I would try to start talking about things that were more um the more in depth less superficial than just homework but I'm very rarely did we do that um and but he never he never initiated anything and so we also took a bus and this was a private school. So there was, it wasn't like the typical bus system. There was one bus that would pick up at three locations on you know one side of town and then drive all the way. My school was like an hour away from where I lived. Mm. So he took the bus and I would like try to talk to him on the bus, but you know, it didn't really work. Um, so one of the most embarrassing things I did too, I think I'm jumping the gun on this question, but it fits. So he was, he played guitar and he was learning. I heard him talk about how he was learning to play the solo from Stairway to Heaven on guitar. And so I would take my iPod touch and I would play Stairway to Heaven like on repeat and I would just leave it face up on the bus seat so when he walked by you know I was at the front of the bus with the not cool kids and he I wanted him to like see it when he walked by so he'd be like oh my gosh I love that song and we'd start talking about it and it never happened I must have listened to that song 400 times I'm like <laughs> this is the most high school thing oh. I could ever <laughs> it's it's uh, it's so funny because it's so bad. Okay. And I don't, I don't think of myself as someone who I wasn't, I've never been like boy crazy or like, I don't know. It was not, oh, I have a new crush every week, but this one I went hard for, I guess. Um, obviously you listened to stairway to heaven 400 times and tried to like conversation <laughs> on a bus in front of other people. <laughs> um, Oh, woof. Okay. So in the spring of that year, so I must've been at this, this school, you know, six months or so there was a Sadie Hawkins dance, which is of course when the girl asks boys. So I was like, I have to, I'm also a very confrontational person. And so I was like, listen, I'm going to ask him because I need, this needs to stop being just a thing that I am obsessed about, or, you know, I am all, you know, trying to talk to him or like, I need an answer. So I went and I also was like, this is not a marriage proposal. Just, just asking you to go to dance with me. That's it. So I asked him to the dance. He said, yes, question mark. Um, I was so scared when I asked you. I, just, I remember I was like shaking. It, and he was Mark mean. Well, he said yes, but I could tell that he was a very caught off guard, which he should not have been. 
and B didn't want to say he just didn't want to be mean but he did not want to go and so I ended up texting him later because this was after school I asked him and then later in the day I just texted him and I was like listen if you don't want to go with me you can say no it's okay like I'm not gonna be upset you're not this is not gonna ruin my life if you say no and he was like yeah I'd rather not I'm like okay that's fine so the worst part of it was that he ended up telling somebody he told this one girl who like told the whole school that this happened which was upsetting and also nobody knew who I was so there was another Nicole in our class and everyone thought like I heard the rumor the next day and it was like oh did you hear that um Jeremy is going to the dance with Nicole Vineyard and I was like this rumor's gotten way out of hand because no just because we have the same name clearly half the class didn't know who I was and totally got it wrong but um yeah that was kind of I guess the end of it I don't remember remember you know after that stopped like me reaching out to him and trying to talk to him I don't think it stopped me having a crush on him but then I ended up moving away the next year and like uh, every once in a while I don't it's not like I checked up on him or was like where is he what is he doing now um I have no idea where he is or what he's doing but um yeah that was that was it there is nothing that I would like to eliminate from the high school experience more than asking people to dances yeah it's it's like kind of painful I mean I know I ended up going to the dance I still went to the dance with a with a group of friends Mm -hmm. my valedictorian friend included um and he did not go at all which kind of made me feel a little bit better but um I ended up having a great time with my friends and we danced and you know took pictures and did all the fun stuff and he didn't go and he missed out on that experience and even if he didn't like me or want to date me I feel like we would have still had a really fun time going and maybe we would be friends to this day you know yeah I don't know he sounds like he sounds like someone who just like might not have been interested in standard high school fair yeah and he was so that was part of the appeal to me was that he was a little bit he was a little different yeah I would say um so it wasn't you know all of the popular kids who went and had dates and you know whatever all asked each other he didn't he wasn't a part of that he didn't go um and I felt like if I felt like if he gave it a chance like he would I'm like I know you don't really like me now but I feel like if we hang out you you're gonna end up liking me of course like what's not to like (laughs) we love that confidence especially in a high school girl (laughs) yes 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 I uh, you like mentioned was that you picked you you like picked him like logically. Do you think things would be different if you had picked him like emotionally? Well, I do think it was a combination of both. I mm-hmm. guess maybe I misspoke a little bit because it wasn't just that I like solely picked him with, but I had an emotional what connection or felt like I had an emotional connection to him too. But I would say every everyone who I was attracted to 
I did not have a crush on, but everyone who I had a crush on, I was attracted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, is there like, is he a high school crush that sticks out or I guess a crush in general that like sticks out the most to you? Like, I know I personally I- asked a guy out in high school to a dance once and it is mortifying (laughs) but like I'm also grateful that he's not the crush that sticks out the most to me so like I really truly think that was the only that is the only crush I can think of even through middle school and high school I just didn't I was very intentional about it I mean there was maybe one or two in middle school which is like doesn't really count because I went my school my middle school is actually it was co-ed as a school but our classes were separated Mm. girls and boys which was actually so great for middle school because I felt like a lot of that focus was actually on your class instead of boys um so I just didn't have a ton of interaction with them um but then my second high school that I went to honestly there was there was no one there who I was I would even consider being with <laughs> like mm, no thank you I love that I'm I'm kind of obsessed with that to be honest with you I I spent high school and middle school and most of college and most of my 20s my whole life really um pretty boy crazy like it it definitely like reached a peak in high school and then like it really dwindled after that like but I've spent most of the time of my life like pretty obsessed with like what boys are doing and how to get them to like me so I'm like very jealous that you're like yeah you, I don't care if you like me bye or there's no well, one and I like either my school my so that school I ended up going to the second one was a big public school and it just and, and like to this day like the people who were there were not the kind of people I would consider having a serious relationship with, which was part, you know, part of my being very intentional. Like I, I always felt, I always considered, what is this realistic? It, would I actually, would this go somewhere? And if I had, if I knew somebody who I felt like that could go somewhere, then maybe I would have, but you know no and I did end up I went to prom my junior and senior year with a friend like not uh you know it was like never I felt like I had a full experience of high school without having to be thinking about a boy all the time so yeah yeah I think that um my mom used to give me like all of these speeches like we would drive home from soccer tournaments and I would just be sad I, I was like 15 like there's no reason for this right but I would just be sad that like I didn't know whether or not boys like this boy or this other boy or whoever other boy liked me and my mom would tell me this story about her friend who like was clearly dating this guy but like they would only refer to one another as friends and then like some years after they both graduated college they they were like they got married and my mom was like see the moral of this story is like, if you focus on what you need to do, you're going to be better off in the long run. At 15, I did not believe her. At 27, I, I 
definitely believe her now. And it sounds <laughs> like my you and my mom would have had a lot better conversations than me and my mom <laughs> because I did not listen. Yeah, I I also I think my you know my parents met in college, mm-hmm. and so I always kind of just assumed that that's what would happen to me too and surprise it did but um I I guess I just had sort of that that was my upbringing was knowing that of both my parents and I you know my both my parents went to Notre Dame and that's where they met and that was kind of like that's what I'm gonna do too and it is but also I mean if that's not what happened that would have been fine but I felt like I kind of always knew that was where I would be most likely to find a partner and let's not like bury the lead on this like it did <laughs> happen you're engaged <laughs> to yes I am betrothed to be married to someone that you went to college with someone you dated in college um so obviously I've known for a, a few months at this point congratulations again and everybody now listening knows um, one of the things that I remember about, like, does he, does, does he care if we say his name? Can we ask? Yeah, I'll go ask him. <laughs> does he want to come on the pod? No, just kidding. Ooh, he, w- he probably would. <laughs> he can. Um, do you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> I'm, like, cleaning the bathroom. He's cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> well, hi, Matt. Hi. <laughs> He's, he was cleaning the toilet. I decided to go get him, stop him from cleaning the toilet. Isn't that great? Thank you. That is so romantic. Y'all are actually, with this mini feature, Matt, you're the first partner pair that I've had on the podcast. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> I know this was not planned. I'm, I'm going to clarify that I wasn't cleaning the toilet out of the goodness of my heart. I got massive aggressive. I was. Hey, it would be great if maybe you had some time today and No, I said I said if you are looking for something to do, the bathroom needs to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, look, this that's what communication's all about. A need <laughs> and someone who said, Okay, fine, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> that's, that's what works. How is um actually Matt, I haven't seen you since the proposal, so congrats to you. Thank you. How did it go? Obviously, it went well, but like (laughs) talking to her her parents and things like that, were you like nervous? It's just this like coordinated effort from everybody in order for Nicole to come to me and say, hey, I think we should go on this trip. And I was like, yeah, I guess that sounds like a good idea. And then texting her parents like, okay, she bought it. We're going. This all works. Our plans kept changing. And so I asked him way in advance which i wasn't originally planning on so it's kind of like he knew and therefore her mom knew and then it kind of just sat for several months as we tried to figure out how it would actually work i think originally because i remember when i asked him and he had then he said oh so what are you thinking how do you want to do it and i said well i really want to do it in italy i mean that's where we met and you know Met in the sense that I think that's sort of where our relationship is. We get to know each other. Yeah. I thought that would be a cool full circle thing. And we had been talking about going uh, to Italy in this spring, this current spring. Like Like now. Yeah. And I was like, I think I want to do it then. I know it's a little bit down, you know, down the line, but I think that would be perfect. And then 
trip to go to the beach in March and that was like I guess they knew that if I planned it I would let me try to okay they knew that if he planned this I would be suspicious so everyone worked together to make me think that I had planned it <laughs> because they knew that I need to be the one in control and planning these things and that I wouldn't be suspicious which then when I found this out where they were like oh we've been, you think you planned this trip we've been talking about this since January 1st and I was like what it's just like coordinated effort from everybody in order for Nicole to come to me and say hey I think we should go on this trip and I was like yeah I guess that sounds like a good idea and then texting her parents like okay she bought it we're going this all works that's genius honestly genius i'm obsessed with that i know matt um years ago this would have been like 20 i guess it had to be had to be 2019 like pre-football season um you were like messaging us being like hey who's coming to any kind of game and like thinking about proposing over a game weekend at one point um i love that you were like what are things that are important to nicole that's like yeah i mean the notre dame would have been i think was one of the original ideas mm -hmm. but then we decided that we wanted to get married there so then it was like well do we need to get engaged there too it was that along with me learning last year through us talking about this kind of casually that you had no desire for other people to be there. Well, yeah. You didn't want this, like, big <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. That sort of changes how I need to approach this. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. I think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think one of the greatest... One of the greatest stories is how Matt and I started dating is largely due to you. Oh, no. Because... Uh, when we were in school, we all had the tradition of asking each other's uh, his part dates for dance dances. We would um, do the set up your roommate traditional. Your friends ask somebody for you, and there was one time where you were or we sat down at dinner, and everyone was like, "Okay, so we decided that we're all gonna go." to the dance with dates because we had been talking about going stag like, no we're all gonna have dates because nicole needs to go with matt i was like mm, that's okay i you know what guys that's fine and then a couple weeks later imani is texting me and she's like hey so um 
what do you think about going to the dance with Matt? And I was like, you know, we're friends. I really don't want to ruin it. I don't know. And you're like, well, I already asked him and he already said yes. So. <laughs> oh my God. Did I do that? It's oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. Okay, wait. Now I have to go. So Facebook will keep your messages forever. So now I have to go. Look oh, yeah. And see what happens. I was going to say, because Amani, I did not have your number. I don't think. I don't think you had mine. So it was like a Facebook message. And I remember I was at my grandparents because it was a break of some sort. I don't know if it was over Christmas break or like yeah. I was on my way it home. It might have been Thanksgiving. Maybe it was Thanksgiving. I remember I was sitting there watching TV and I get this like message from Imani out of the blue. And it's like, uh, hey, so we have a dance coming up. What do you think about going with Nicole? And it was one of those moments where you like, it's like, it's a weird mix of like, oh my God yes but also panic like oh shit what do we should i go Did, i mean yes i want to go but is, does she want me to go like she, and i remember i feel like my response back to you was very lukewarm in the sense like i, I definitely wanted to go but it was like does nicole want me to go like kind of like that weird middle school like well does she like me too sort of thing <laughs> i'm looking at it right now that's a good <laughs> Wow, I forgot that that happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> well, the great thing is, is we went to this dance together and everybody else got a date just so that I wouldn't feel weird having a date. And we went to this dance and every other couple that we went with was like hidden off. And we just were kind of like, this is good. And we like did not kiss, not do anything. Like, I think maybe we held hands for like two minutes and then it was another like three months before we actually started, started dating in February of that year. So, so. yeah, it was, a, it was a long build up. I guess now that that, that makes a lot more sense because this would have been going into senior year or going into second semester of senior year. Cause it didn't matter if I had a date or not, but like, cause I was an RA. So I'd literally did not care mm. and then everybody else had people that they were interested in what i've learned today is that i was a lot more bold for a lot longer of time than i thought i was <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to pull up the message that you sent to me where you were like hey do you want to go with matt to the dance and i i said no no it's okay <laughs> and you were like too late i already asked him oh nice Oh, well, so Nicole, what we've learned is that Matt and I understand that we just have to not ask your permission to get you what you want sometimes. Yeah. I would love to see at our wedding those messages side by side. <laughs> like the same question from Amani, do you want to go to the dance? And my answer is like, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, obviously, as long as she's okay, with, you know, and hers like, no, no. <laughs> I was so, I'm curious about the timestamp too, because I, the timestamp for when I messaged you, Matt, was like at seven o'clock at night or something like that. So that means I probably texted Nicole at like 1030, like <laughs> hours later. My God, past Imani, what were you doing? What a bold way that it was like a, why were you a no? Well, I just didn't want to ruin our friendship which I mean the whole 
the whole reason why we didn't date for like a year and a half after having liked each other but well I guess you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) yes we needed needed a push yeah we did I remember because we got close especially towards the end of abroad and then that entire summer I still I think it was two days the entire semester the entire summer where we did not have a continuous conversation texting conversation we were talking every single day except for one of us was traveling or something and it was like we didn't text that day for some reason but it was two days and then we went on a trip with the architecture class at the end of the summer and nicole was coming from somewhere else and so she met up with us and it was like this big moment and i was nervous because we had not seen each other and we've been talking all summer and she walks into the room and it was like all of our it was like five of us our friends and she kind of walks in and just kind of goes around the room and says oh hi and hugs everybody and i got the, the same reaction as everybody else did like i got the exact same hug and the exact and i was like oh okay like (laughs) i was gonna get something special or i don't know like a an extra smile or something i remember and that freaked me out i was like oh wait i thought we were talking all summer and this was gonna be the big yeah we see each other again and it was like hey how's it going buddy (laughs) oh no and so i think that took a couple of months to get over You know, I understand. Um, Nicole and I are similar in the fact that, like, we will play it cool um, until we die. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, pretty much. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm like, what else was she supposed to do? Be like, you're my favorite and, like, make out with your face in front of I mean, like, in front of everybody else, too. It's kind of like, I don't want... You know, it, we we had a small group of friends that we were all really close, and two of our friends did date, and it didn't go so great at the end. So it was kind of well, yeah. So I guess that that wasn't as bad. I guess what threw me was the night we so at, towards the end of this trip, we were all hanging out in one of the hotel rooms, and all <laughs> of our friends knew about like our previous not even like relationship ish like that we were going down this path and uh, apparently except for us they were trying to do the same thing that you did Amani. yeah <laughs> and so we were in somebody's hotel room and there were like two queen beds and we're all just hanging out uh i don't know if you're watching a movie or if there's tv on or something and all of my friends slowly moved to one bed hanging out we were all like laying on the bed and they left me open on the other bed so that when Nicole came in to like sit down or hang out she would then have to lay down next to me or sit with me on the bed and she walks in and goes to the bed with like five people on it (laughs) I went to the party bed (laughs) oh my god 
Previously, Nicole told a story in which I said, this is the most high school thing I've ever heard, but I think that is actually the most high school thing. (laughs) So then she has the audacity to this day to say, you should have made a move. Like, I don't know why it took you so long to make a move. I was like, because I dropped a bunch of these hints and you were just like, nope, nope, nope. And I was like, so I didn't think I was supposed to do anything. Nicole, I'm on, I got it, girl. You, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but also to be fair, like, so Matt, I don't know if you know, but part of this is that I interview people that I used to have crushes on. And the more recent ones, so like college crushes and like present, present or like recently past crushes, all of them go, yeah, I had no idea that you liked me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a problem. <laughs> so I understand both sides of this pretty intimately. Sure. And I will say, I'm glad that it worked out for the better. And if you don't think I'm going to take this audio and make you use it in your wedding somewhere, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's beautiful little stories that to include yes you get a place of honor at the wedding Imani for actually getting us to go to a dance together please don't um uh yeah we should give out awards at our wedding I think ooh. I think everybody was involved you know? yeah it was really a village it took a village to get us together but. I mean I think there's one of the things that I've always enjoyed when it comes to like the thought of having like a high school sweetheart or a college sweetheart is that like you're that person is sitting in the community in which you already exist right and so you're interacting with friends and in some instances like adults who know you both really really well and I think like y'all's story is a really good example of how like all of your friends were kind of like no this is good for them like we're not gonna let it go and I'm also glad to know I wasn't the only person that was like, hey, you're going out. <laughs> but, no, I think looking from the outside, it was very obvious. I think you were you were the only successful person, though, Imani. A lot of people tried, but nobody got us to actually go out together except for you. So why do you think I'm in sales? I'm convincing. Yeah. <laughs> convincing. Because you didn't ask permission. You just did it. hey i mean look well matt i don't know if you actually would like to continue chatting we of course can or if you would like to go back to your bathroom cleaning go back to cinderella cleaning the toilet all right (laughs) well thanks for being the first couple on this was fun of course definitely love to do it again yeah okay you're you can go now (laughs) I had no idea that also the um art like the rest of the Arky crew was on this pushing y'all to Yeah. I had no idea. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Until today. No, no, I mean until I don't know. Like it it was hard because we were we were such good friends and we were in this friend group and we'd seen people within this friend group date and then break up and like it wasn't so great and so it was hard to take the risk of you know damaging our friendship by 
starting to date each other but I think it it does get to a point where even I mean even if you're someone if I knew someone else in that situation and you know there's no guarantee that it's going to work out sometimes you have to take the risk and see and so we did and it I mean we haven't looked back it just has been it got you know it was it was strange for me and I probably for him too to start dating someone who you already knew so well and were such good friends with and then you have to sort of flip okay now we are also romantic with each other and I had a little bit of insecurity like okay well have you always felt romantically towards me or you know is is that as strong is that as strong as it would have been if you know it was love at first sight and you just start dating because like he said we got to know each other in Rome during our third year of school but we met our first year I mean we met like the first semester freshman year couldn't tell you when couldn't neither one of us remembers our first meeting or you know first interactions but there's pictures of us together like we knew each other so um why didn't we immediately click and start dating right then I don't know. Nobody knows, but you know. Well, I think with anything, like there was probably some growth that like y'all both needed to do. I think, <clears throat> I mean, obviously it's called like people grow up all the time, you know, especially in school. Um, but yeah, I think my, my question for you is really like, Actually, before before I ask you a question, I'll say, like, I am so sorry. I actually should. I like in hindsight with, you know, 2021 20, eyes and being, you know, six years older, you said no. So I shouldn't have pushed it. And I, I do want to say I'm really sorry about that. Like, I wow, that is aggressive on my part. Um, and no, I would never do that today. Uh I am glad it worked out, but I do want to apologize. I had no idea. Well, and I don't know how much I said no out of like not wanting to versus that was a fear speaking instead of what I really wanted. So I think I give you credit for knowing that that it, you knew that that wasn't something that I like truly didn't want to do. I was more just like, no, don't, I'm scared. And you're like, no, you're fine. Just do it. It's okay. <laughs> Well, still, shouldn't have done that. Not particularly cool of me. Um, but I, I do have a question for you, just in terms of like, you know, you mentioned it was hard to do that transition from friend to romantic partner. Like, was there a moment in that transition where you knew that either the risk was going to be worth it or that you were capable of making that transition? Um... I think when I look back at everything, it just, it's not that I had an affirmation that everything was going to work out. It's just that there was nothing that came out that made me think it wouldn't. Everything was, there was, you know, it was very natural. It was a natural transition. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel weird. And we had, I mean, you have the honeymoon phase and then you have the kind of I feel like most relationships go through a phase where you're kind of figuring each other out and figuring out how to talk to each other in that way. And, you know, we did have some challenges that we faced, uh, you know, a couple months into our relationship and just, I think a lot of it stemmed from the fact that Matt really hadn't dated anybody before that. And I was like, 
teaching him how to be a boyfriend in some sense, which, you know, um, dealing with like 21 year old men is, you know, sometimes they need a little time to grow up. And like, there were days where he like, um, you know, was prioritizing other things. I felt like he was prioritizing other things other than me or whatever. And, you know, you just work, we were able to work through it. And I like, at no point was I like, okay, this is a problem. And I think that I need to go my own way. Like I had with in a previous relationship, this one was, this is a problem, but we're going to fix it. We're going to, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to tell him exactly how I feel. And I would talk about it. I'd tell him exactly how I felt he'd listen and he would try to do better. And that doesn't mean it was better immediately, but I knew he tried. And the same for me, like there was the two way street on that for sure. So I felt like we very quickly were very serious in working on things together. Um, Out of curiosity, as someone who's never been in a serious relationship, that's someone being myself, um, sorry, I just had an inclination to quote bridesmaids, you know, and she goes, and that friend, that girl's name was Megan. That's me, Megan. I was, I was like trying not to quote that, uh, in my brain anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm someone who's never been in a serious relationship, like gone on a, my fair share of dates, had a lot of what I call situationships. And one of the things that I'm really scared about is like, oh, am I actually going to be a good partner? Um, so I guess for you in, in, in that early stage of your relationship, what were some of the things that both you and Matt were both working on to be better partners for one another? I think a lot of it at the beginning is figuring out what each person needs or wants out of a relationship. And, and while this was happening too, we we were long distance, um, over the summer and I was working in New York. I was living there by myself. I had very few friends in the city. I was, you know, I was at an internship that was maybe not a great fit for me. I, it was a very stressful situation to be in. And he was at home and he was living with his family and he was spending, he has um, younger siblings that were both home. And so he was really taking, he, you know, and I, he didn't want to be the guy who gets a girlfriend and then just totally ignores his family to just be constantly in his phone and absorbed with texting. And um, so I also respected that. And I think that was a big thing that I, I'm glad that he didn't just drop his whole life to just give me attention. Like, I'm glad he didn't do that. But there were times where I was lonely or I was needing support or I was just, you know, stressed. And, um, I felt like, you know, at some point your partner does become at the same level as the rest of your family. Mm -hmm. And it's, hard getting to that point and figuring out when that is and it's different for a lot of people and you know we've all seen our friends who all of a sudden are are so absorbed in their partner and they're not absorbed they they abandon their life but then it does have to happen a little bit at some point I mean at this point we you know if it if he had to choose between supporting me or supporting his brother like he would probably have to choose me like that's you you become each other's number one 
he's my number one priority and I'm his number one priority. But when did that, when did I take the number one spot? You know, it's, it's hard getting there and it's hard. And not to say that the number one spot, it means that he doesn't talk to his family or he doesn't have relationships with those people anymore, but you can only, you, you have to give so much of your energy to be in a committed relationship with somebody and you have a finite amount of energy. So you don't have a finite amount of love, but you do have a finite amount of energy and time. So that is the transition that was hard to get to. And I think it was hard because we both knew that that's where it was going to go, or I knew that that's where it was going to go, but you have to be patient and let it get there on its own time. And I maybe wanted that attention before I'd earned it or before we were at that point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, it's interesting because as I talk to a ton of people on the pod, um, obviously you get a ton of different experiences and perspectives. And um, one of the overwhelming themes that people talk about is like, how do you actually prioritize your partner, your partner's needs, your needs? And um, I think you're the first person to like, call out that like there's also these other stakeholders involved like it's your family right or your friends um and it can it can be a lot to juggle especially because we all have so many different types of relationships in our lives um that we're balancing every single day like it's universally acknowledged in our friend group that I am the worst texter so like (laughs) I will get back to you in three to five business days like that is (laughs) that's like what is acknowledged but um Right. And it's because I, I have a personal struggle, like separating work from any other type of social interaction. Um, and so it's interesting to hear your thoughts on how, how you balance your romantic relationship with all of the other priorities that you're balancing. So I, I appreciate that perspective and it's nice to hear. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's very much a thing that you get better at it with practice and you do, I mean, ideally in a good relationship, like if something were to happen where his family needed him and I also needed, like, I can say, no, 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 you put your attention on your family. I'll be okay. You know, we're at a point now where I've, we're, I, I trust him and we're committed to each other. And I, if he had to go visit his family for uh, an extended period of time and wasn't able to talk to me, that's fine. I'm going to be okay three four years ago that like I couldn't I I was not maybe mature enough in our relationship to handle something like that mm-hmm. um where now I can say no I know that you're gonna come back and I know that I don't don't give me your energy give it to the people who need it and so, and that's you know important to be able to do like it's like just because someone is your number one priority doesn't mean they come first a hundred percent of the time is something- right right Right. Right. And, ho- and, and hopefully not. Hopefully not. I think that there's like a, a baked in amount of empathy that goes in understanding that like we're all juggling a lot and those things are allowed to fluctuate. Um, okay. Who is your celebrity crush? Okay. So like I was saying, I'm very usually intentional about crushes. So I, I don't like the concept of a celebrity crush because I like it to be realistic, but 
I always have thought that James Marston was so cute. He's so cute. Him as Corny Collins and Hairspray every time oh. really does it for me. I mean, in the notebook, I'm like, just go, just, yeah, just go with him. Just go with him. <laughs> What's your biggest turn off? <laughs> uh, Reuben sandwiches. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> What's your dream date or your perfect meet cute? Ooh, um, so I my grandparents met my grandmother was a worked in a worked as a an ice cream scooper and my grandfather had a, a brother with special needs who would go in the ice cream store every day and she was so nice to him that he told his brother you should go and ask this girl out and so my grandfather came asked my grandmother out asked her to go dancing with him they went dancing and she danced with him the whole night and didn't take any breaks. And he said, that's when he knew she was the one because she, he was like that, those girls from Elroy, they can really dance all night long. And that, I don't know how you beat that. I, I don't know how you beat that. Um, as far as a meet cute. That's so cute. That's so cute. I love that. What is one song that makes you feel excited or hopeful about love? Right now, my favorite song uh, is Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty. And it's just, it's just a beautiful song about how I feel like I relate to it a lot. Where it's kind of like, it's always been you. I love that. What is one song on your breakup or love recovery playlist? I have a whole playlist for this that I listen to from time to time even though I'm totally happy in my relationship but when truth hurts comes on I am single <laughs> truth hurts by who by Lizzo oh yes yes very important okay yes okay. everyone is single when truth hurts comes on I can't believe nobody said that one yet I'm like that is the ultimate I love that song so much. Now I'm I'm absolutely so I'm in the process of moving and that is on my moving like pump up playlist, which love that song. Um, what is the nicest thing anyone has done for you? And this could be friends, family, could be your partner. Um I had I, I had something that happened recently, but I mean, truly, I think that the nicest thing that anyone's done for me is buy me an engagement ring because those things are so expensive. I've never owned anything that expensive before, like including probably the car I drove in high school. So I'm like, that is very nice. And let you design it too. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just, I think that's so cool. Um, okay. Last but not least, uh, and this probably doesn't apply as much, but when do you think you will know you found the one for you? How do you, when did you know that you found the one? Okay. I don't think you find the one, you choose the one. If you, if it was just about finding the one, people wouldn't, you, once you found the one, you would never break up. And we know that that happens a lot and so I think if you look at how many people there are in the world how many people you would 
get along with, be able to have a productive relationship with. It's more than one. Um, so that's to me the really beautiful thing about um commitment in marriage is that you say, yeah, this I could be with a lot of people. Matt could be with a lot of different people, but we are going to choose each other. And then you have to continue to choose each other every single day. And that's that's the that's what it that's what it's all about. I love that. I like that perspective. Well, Nicole, that's all of the questions that I have for you today. And Matt, who is no longer here, thank you for being on the pod, even though you had no plans or intentions of doing so otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you'd like to promote before we hang up? Ooh, um, I, sorry, that was the, the, the weirdest sound I ever made. Um, uh, one of the things that I'm passionate about is uh, protecting old buildings and um, as an architect and uh, with a concentration in historic preservation, encourage everybody to get to know your community, get to know the buildings around you. You have a say in what gets built and what gets built is very important. Buildings are one of the top, um, new buildings, uh, new construction is one of the top pollutants. Uh, buildings are the greatest cause, like the, the gases that are um, come off of a lot of building materials and um, fossil fuel, a lot of fossil fuels are used to create new materials and preserving old buildings is so much better for the environment. It's better for the community. It's better for a lot of things. So you have a say in what happens in your community and what happens in your building. So um, it's great to learn about. Love that. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. I had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yay. <laughs> I don't know what that horn was, but it was like, you're done now. <laughs> it's like, this is the end. We're over. Stop talking. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Just Another Crush podcast. You can find the Crushcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or justanotherCrush.squarespace.com. At this point in time, I can't really give you a preview into the next episode because I haven't recorded it yet, and I also don't have any episodes backlogged. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and I'm excited to surprise you in a few weeks. Bye. Just another crush.